Correct. Sit back and take notes Cause it's Wednesday and it's chin check Coming straight at you And today we are looking at UFC on ESPN Plus 44 Jazzinho Rosenstruck against Cyril Gunn It's a 12 fight card people So let's break it down Well we have just had a night of heavy weeks last weekend and um UFC on ESPN plus 44 it is headlined by a couple of heavyweights again this time it is Cyril Gan against Brazinho Rosenstrike um it's right of now it's a 12 fight card you've got some great fights and um, it all starts off in the prelims with Dustin Jacoby against Maxime Grisham, which is a light heavyweight bout, people. All right. So, Maximus, he's got a... Whew, he has been in the game for a while. You know, he's 31-8-2, coming off a win in his last fight. Which was against um, Gazimrad and Taligov, and that took place in October last year. Yeah, it was a nice second round stoppage, right? So, um, this will be his third fight in the UFC. He lost his debut, a decision to um, Marcin Tabora. Um, and previously he'd been fighting in uh, the PFL, right, so, um, yeah, a lot of decisions, a lot of decisions, a, a few TKOs, but, um, you know, a couple of submissions, but they were back in 2015, you know, that was the last ones that he got. Right, and he is going up against the hyena of Dustin Jacoby, 13 and 5, free fight win streak, you know, which, um, yeah, included his contender series win against Ty Flores that got him back in the UFC, and then he got a, a big win over Justin Ledet. Again in October, he was um, a couple of weeks after Grisham, um, so yeah, pretty impressive. And also, you know, Jacoby he'd been fighting in kickboxing. You know, he'd been um, he'd done Glory and uh, yeah, just a lot of those big kickboxing organizations, right? So um, we know, yeah, Jacoby he has been around. For a good ass time. Um, yeah, so, you know, he, he's got all the skills. Everything like that. 
Um, I'm going to say Jacoby. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that Jacoby is going to uh, continue his, his nice little run of late. And um, yeah, he's going to walk away with a victory here. So we then go to the bantamweight division. We got Ronnie Lawrence against Vince Cashero. Vince Cashero? Mm. The anomaly. Uh, Cashero, he's 7 and 3. Coming off a loss in his last fight, which was to Jamal Emmers. And that was his um, UFC debut. Right? So um, before that, he'd been fighting in the LFA. Which is funny enough, his last LFA fight was on a card that Emma's headlined. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a little synergy there, people. But, um, yeah, he's got some TKOs, he's got some submissions, you know, a couple of submissions, a couple of TKOs. So, yeah, there is that. And he is going up against the Heat. Old um, Ronnie Lawrence, who is 6-1. And, and he's coming off three wins. Right? Sure. This will be his UFC debut. You know, he um, got his contract in September last year. With a decision win over Jose Johnson. Right, um, he's also fought in the LFA. He's um, yeah, a, a few TKOs. Right, few TKOs. That seems to be uh, that seems to be the thing. Um, hmm. I mean, this is a it's a it's a pretty even fight. They've got the same amount of experience, really. You know, if you think about it. Uh, I think I'm going to say that... Yeah, I'm going to go with Lawrence. You know, he's riding that high right now. And I think that's always, you know, that confidence coming into a fight. Right, so yeah, I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna say that Lawrence is able to get it done. I mean, he's already fought in the apex, but yeah, I don't know. So is Vince. So yeah, it doesn't really play into it uh, that much. But yeah, we're gonna go with Lawrence. So that means, people, we um we jump to the light heavyweight division. And we've got uh, William Knight against Alonzo Medafield. They both have similar records. You know, the nightmare, Knight, he is 9-1, coming off three wins, right? Which is, uh, yeah, it's not bad, right? Not bad. You know, so um, part of that is his UFC debut. Where he beat Aleska Kamora via decision in September last year, which was only two weeks after 
he won his contract with a first round stoppage of Cody Brundage in the Contender Series. So, um, yeah, not bad. Not bad at all for, um, you know, Williams right there. Uh, so, you know, that had been his second time on the Contender, which he won, you know, third round stoppage. Um, yeah, only one loss, you know, which is, I mean, that's pretty decent, right? Um, and pretty much all his fights, other than that Contender Series one, were stoppages. So, uh, yeah, that's the kind of power that William Knight possesses. And, um, yeah, Metafield, right? He is 9-2, coming off two losses. I think he fights out of Fultus MMA, right? Now, his two losses are um, Oven St. Prue and Devon Clark. Right, so the O'Proof fight was September last year, and the Clark fight was June. Ah, man, I, I, you know, I think the big thing that we saw with Medifield is that he didn't really have a lot of answers. Right in the Clark fight, he came out ah oh, crazy explosive, you know, like he had been doing, but Clark was able to survive that first round. And then after that, you know, he, he just, he was tired, firstly, but he, he didn't have another game plan. And I, I kind of feel in the St. Prue fight, again, we didn't really see Medifield with, uh, you know, a lot of different options, which I think that might be problematic. I think that might be problematic. Now, it was September last year. So, yeah, I mean, if he's been, you know, training and all of that, he's got, you know, safe fade shouting at him. So, you know, I, I imagine that he does train hard, you know? But it's all a matter of, has he... um. Has he been out to add anything new? Right? I think that's the big issue. So, I'm gonna say that, uh, yeah, I think William Knight continues his win streak. You know, I think he's got just a few more weapons. You know, he's a bit more, um, bit more diverse with that attack. So, yeah, gonna say William Knight, people. But they're light heavyweights. They're big. They're both, you know, heavy punches. So whew, who the fuck knows, right? <laughs> who the fuck knows? But we then uh, jump to the women's bantamweight division. We got Sabina Mazo against Alexi Davis. Um. So the Colombian queen. She is nine and one. Coming off a free fight win streak, right? Which, um, yeah, definitely a good look, right? Her last fight was September last year, and she beat Justin Kitch, 
So before that, she fought in January at um, UFC 246, McGregor, Cerrone, and she beat JJ Aldridge on a split decision. And she also has a win over Shayna Dobson, which came at UFC 241. Call me AV Maya Chichu. Hmm. Interesting. Right, so she is going up against the alligator. Hmm. I I mean, yeah. not the best, not the best of nicknames for Davis, but hey ho, she is nineteen and ten, and she is on a free fight losing streak. And so, um, her last fight was. Oh, UFC 240, Holloway v. Edgar, right? Which is July 2019. Oh, I I feel that she was out having a baby. I think that was it. Yeah. If I remember correctly, she did have some other fights booked, but they just, you know, fell through. And then, I think early last year... She had a baby. I think it's something something like that. Now, I may be completely wrong. <laughs> Who knows? Right? So, um, yeah, she lost to Aruja, Jennifer Meyer, and Caitlin Chikagian. All decisions, though. You know? All decisions. Um, Her last win was against Liz Carmouche in 2017. Ooh. Has been a good ass while. I think Mazo, yeah, I think Mazo gets it done. She's got the reach advantage and the height advantage. So, yeah, I think Mazo, you know, she does use her tools well. So, yeah, I, I think that she's going to be able to, uh, yeah, just pick Davis off. Yeah, pick her off and um maybe even get a stoppage. Who knows? But uh yeah. Unfortunately for Davis, that may be it. You know, that may be it. So um we next jump to the welterweight division and we've got uh, Alex Oliveira against UFC newcomer Ramazan um Koromandigov, right, who is a late replacement for uh, Randy Brown, you know, who had to uh, had to drop out. So Cowboy Oliveira, you know, he's twenty two nine and one with two no contests. He's coming off a loss in his last fight, which was a first round stoppage. From um, Shavkat Rakamov. Oh, he was impressive, though. He was impressive, right? Caught a cowboy in a guillotine. Man, yeah, that, that was something, right? And that was at UFC 254, Khabib Vigaychi. Before that, he had been coming off a couple of wins. Right, 
sorry, four, three times last year. So the wins were Peter Sabota in July and Max Griffin at the beginning of March. And um, yeah, Oliver, man, he's you know what I mean he's been around for a long time. A long time made his UFC debut in 2015 with a um a loss to Gilbert Burns. Hmm. But yeah, then went on to beat J- KJ Noons, Joey Merritt, and uh, Piddle Holloman. So yeah, he's been around for a while. For just poof, everyone really, you know, um. And he is, as I said, going up against UFC newcomer, right? Ramazan, who is 8 0 on an 8 fight win streak. You know what I mean? 8 fight win streak. And he also he had a lot of amateur fights as well. You know what I mean? Had a lot of amateur fights. Um, what, 8 amateur fights? Lost 3, won 5. You know, so he does have a lot of experience. You know, he's getting um, TKOs, submissions. Yeah, he has, he's got a very good skill set. You know, last fall in September last year. So, um, yeah, you know, hasn't been out long, which is, I think, always a good thing, Right. And, um, yeah, Cowboy only fought the month after. So, uh, yeah. All right, you know what? I'm going to say that, yeah, this new cat, he comes in and he uh, gets to win, right? Doesn't have as much wear and tear. Younger, you know? And um, looks like he's very good on the ground. Very good on the ground. Now, Cowboy can go to the ground, but I don't know. See, I think this guy, there's a lot of hype around him. So, yeah, I'm going to say that he is able to uh, get it done, right? And so, from there, we move to our headliner, right? Of the prelims, we've got a lightweight clash between Alexander Hernandez and Tiago Mayoris. So, um, Mayoris... He is 14 and 4, coming off two wins. Right, so, uh, you know, he's the Bobby Green one, which uh, I, I thought was a little, I don't know. And then he had that, um, oh, second round stoppage of Michael Johnson. Right, so, um, yeah, Bobby Green was October. And, uh, yeah, I think that was on the. Uh, Uriah Hall Anderson Silver card. Right? And then um the Johnson fight was in May. Right? So uh yeah, there is that. Um yeah, Moise, he, you know, he came to the UFC via the contender series, the 2018 edition. Right? And um yeah, so that was made his debut in November. 2018, yeah, so, uh, hmm, now, he is going up against Alexander Hernandez, the great, you know, 12 and 3, 
coming off a win in his last fight, which was against Chris um, Gruchmacher. So that was October. That was on the same card. They both fought on the same card previously, actually. And, um, yeah, Hernandez got a first-round stoppage. And he did look very good in that fight. Very good in that fight. You know, he's kind of flip-flopped. Right, so, um, you know, he had that loss to um, Donald Cerrone. Beat Francisco Trinaldo. Then lost to Drew Dober before his last win. But, yeah, the last win did look... Oh, did look very good. Yeah, it did look like he'd stepped it up. You know, so... um. Man, you know, Hernandez, he's he's no slouch, right? They're fantastic on the ground. Um, Yeah, I think Hernandez gets it done. I think he's fast. He's very fast, right? Um, He has got a... Yeah, he's got a reach advantage. I think... Does he have a height advantage? Hmm. No, they're the same height. He's got the reach advantage, though. He's got a good jab. So, yeah, I'm, I feel that Hernandez is going to be able to uh, get it done. But a uh, good fight to lead us in to that main card. Okay, so the main card starts off with a uh, a featherweight clash. Right? Yeah. We got a featherweight clash between Alex Carreras and Kevin Crom. I did say Crom's nickname is a little long winded. He ain't the hard hitting hillbilly. <sighs> I mean, if he called himself, I don't know. I mean, we've already got Triple H, you know, as the, the wrestler, but fuck it. Just, you know, just call yourself Triple H, right? It's a bit easier, um, but he's been around for a minute, you know what I mean, he's 21 and 12, with one no contest, he's coming off a free fight win streak, well, I mean, it should be four, technically, should be four, because his last fight, with that, um, yeah, just real fast, Guillotine over um, Roosevelt Roberts that, that got overturned to a no contest Because Chrome tested positive for weed After stepping in as a late replacement Which is crazy And you kind of feel that seeing the fact that You know, weed is no longer getting tested for those non no contests should just get over they should just get reverted back to what they were. Right? It seems silly to, you know, be going, oh yeah, it's a you know, it's weed. Weed does not is <laughs> look, we can help your focus, but sometimes it can't, right? But it, it it's not necessarily helping you win a fight. Right, so it's ridiculous. But the Roosevelt fight that was September last year, yeah, um, and that was his UFC debut. You know, he'd already fought in Bellator, 
right? Fought in Bellator, um, yeah, last year as well, beginning February last year. You know, fought, he's fought in the LFA. You know, funny enough, he, he has a win over Derek Miner, who we saw, uh, you know, with an impressive win at the weekend. Um, yeah, but, you know, Mina, he, I mean, um, ugh, Crom, even. I was like, what the hell is his name again? Crom, you know, he, uh, yeah, he's been around, man. He has been around, you know. He's, um, yeah, he, he's got some submissions, he's got TKOs, you know, all of that business, right? Um, but yes, he is going up against uh, Bruce Leroy, who's 17-12 and a one-no uh, one contest as well. And he's also coming off a three-fight win streak. Right, so he's got the um the win over Austin Springer, that was August last year. He's got the um the win over Chase Hooper and Stephen Pedersen. Right, so um, yeah, Carlos, he is good. He is very good. Now, there have been times when he doesn't necessarily. I think. Uh, to say take it seriously isn't the right word, right? Not the right word, but we have seen him in fights where he's always clearly been winning, but he doesn't go for the jugular or he messes around a bit too much. Like the Chase Hooper fight, he messed around a bit too much. Like you feel that he, he should have finished that fight, right? Should have finished that fight. And he put himself in, you know, danger a couple of times, right? So, Chazeris, I feel he, he's very good, and he, you know, his record should be better than what it is. You know, so it is a matter of are we getting a focus, at Alex Chazeris, and is he going to stay focused the whole friggin' fight? You know what I mean? Because if he messes around, Chrome can definitely beat him. Right? So, uh, yeah. I'm going to say Kazaris, but, you know, <laughs> it very much depends. Because Chrome is, is not a walk in the park. Right? And, um, yeah, I kind of feel that Chrome could win that fight. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with um, Cazares. Now, we then jump to the women's strawweight division. And this fight, it was just added at the weekend. Now, if you were watching the fights at the weekend, you'd have seen it being called. But, uh, yes, yeah, Angela Hill against Ashley Yoda. Which is it's an interesting one, right? So, the Spider Monkey, which I do like that nickname. You know, she's eight and six. On um and she won her last fight, right? Fights out of um Team Quest. Your know, last fight was the decision over Miranda Granger, and uh, yeah, that was November last year. And she looked, whoo, she looked really friggin' good. She really did look good in that fight. Because I think I had Granger to the win. 
right? But, um, yeah, Yoda just, man, yeah, she looked great. Um, if I'm remembering correctly. Hmm. And then suddenly he had a flash and thought, actually, was that a fight where nothing really happened? Hmm. I'm not sure. I could, oh, yeah, my memory is just playing tricks on me, man. But, uh, yeah, Yoda is, uh, she, like, is an odd one with Yoda. But she's very, she is very good. But there's times when it just does not come together. Does not come together. Like, she got the split decision loss to um, Randa Marcos. Um, decision loss to Lavina Souza. You know? That's all happened recently. She's lost a heel before on the Ultimate Fighter. Well, not on the Ultimate Fighter. They fought on the final of season 25. But that was, um, you know... That was International Fight Week in 2017. And I, I do feel that, you know, Yoda has changed. She's definitely changed a lot since then. You know, she was on season 23 of The Ultimate Fighter, right? Um, Didn't get a contract. Went, won an Invicta, and then got a contract. So, uh, you know... I think it does show you just got heart, man. She does have heart. Ooh. Yeah. She did get a split decision loss to Mackenzie Dern, which, you know, you have to say, that's that's impressive, right? That is nothing to, uh, you know, shrug your nose at. Hmm. I think that's the wrong expression, isn't it? Anyway. Anyway, people, people. Yeah, Yoda, um, yeah, she has a submission, like, oh, way, way, way back, right, uh, 2016, um, and then 2015, you know, she does know what she's doing, we just don't see that much from her, and, yeah, she's going against Overkill, right, Who's 12 and 9 on a two fight losing streak right now? Fights out of alliance. Um, but those two, you know, it's like the Michelle Waterstone and the Claudia Gadelia. Two very contentious losses, you gotta say. She did look very good in like the um, Lorna Lokbumai fight, the Hannah Cypher fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, she, she's looked very good of late. And you kind of feel that has got a lot to do with the fact she's just been fighting so regularly. You know what I mean? She's been fighting so goddamn regularly. And she had four fights last year, you know? Which is, is definitely impressive. Would have had five if it wasn't for Corona. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I I think that he'll will get it done. You know, as, I think Yoda is better on the ground, but Hill's got the um hmm she has got good stand up, right? Now I you you hope that the ground game has got better because there there've definitely been times 
Like, she gets taken down and just can't get back up. Right? So, if Yoda can get her down, that is an issue. It's definitely an issue, and Yoda could get the win. But I, I feel that, yeah, the stand-up, you know, Heel has got that. So, I'm going to say Heel, but I would not be surprised if Yoda did get a uh, submission. You know? But, yeah, I'm going to go Heel. Right, so we then go to the bantamweight division. And we've got Pedro Munez against Jimmy Rivera. Which, um, I mean, this is a good one, right? So, um, yeah, it was meant to happen, you know, last year. But Corona and all of that. So, El Terror. You know, he's 23 and 4. Coming off a great victory in his last fight. Like, Rivera looked so good against Cody Stamen. So good. It was a decision, but you just thought Rivera kind of owned that fight. Like, the Peter Yan fight. I, that, I mean, that was a... Um, that was an odd one. Because, like, Rivera was winning those rounds... Right, he ra- he was winning all three rounds, but at the end, at the end, you know, the last thirty seconds, Yan stepped it up, right, stepped it up and did shit, which I I just was a bit like, oh, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Yes, he ended the round well, but are we saying thirty seconds of work is more, you know, beneficial than four minutes and thirty seconds? You know what I mean? It was a weird one. Now he he did clearly lose against Aljamain Sterling, but um, yeah, Rivera, you know, he's a dog. He's a dog. He's been in there with like everyone, everyone, you know, and he won the last fight. Right, so they already went, they already threw it down in November 2015, you know, which was Rivera's second fight in the UFC, you know, so, um, yeah, it's not bad, um, and, yes, Rivera, um, Munez, even, the younger Punisher, who is... 18 and 5, won no contest. He's also coming off a couple of losses. You know? Also coming off a couple of losses. And, um, yeah. I mean, their original fight was his full fight in the UFC. You know? He'd made his, his debut at UFC 170. You know, Rosie, Ro- Rousey. V. McMahon against Rafael Asuncao, you know, so, um, yeah, he, that was, oh, god damn, it's all the way back to February 2014, yeah, oh gosh, yeah, that was a long time, but, um, yeah, Munoz, he, you know, he's good with submissions and, you know, everything like that. Right, again, he has fought everyone. You know, he's been in there with a lot of different cats, right? Now, they have both lost to um, Aljamain Sterling. You know, so there is that. Um, 
And uh, like the Frankie Edgar fight again, he did have like that was a split decision, and he did have some really good moments in that fight, you know. Uh, but I'm gonna say that you know Rivera, I think he um, I think he gets it done again. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be the uh, same. Um, result as before It's just He looks so good in that Stamen fight So yeah, I'm going to say Jimmy Rivera He uh, does it again yeah. So we then jump to the Women's flyweight division And we got Montana De La Rosa Against uh, Maria Bono Silva Shitara As she is known And she is 7-1 Coming off a win in the last fight, which was, um, yeah, she got an armbar over Mara, Mara Barella, right? Uh, yeah, and that was uh, November last year, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, she's a good fighter, it's just you know, she had some injuries and, and whatnot, which have been a bit of an issue for her. Came to the UFC via the Contender Series in 2018. Um, yeah, looked very good in that fight. You know, she's beat Gillian Robeson. You know, but yeah, since the Contender fight, she's only had three. You know, she, yeah, it's just, it's just a shame, man. Remember, she is very good. Right, so um, Montana De La Rosa. You know, she is 11 and 6, coming off a loss um, in her last fight, right, which was against Viviana Roja. Um, she's also got a win over Mara, Mara Barella, right, um, both last year. Um... Yeah, you know, look, she, you know, she came to the UFC via season 26 of the Contender Series, and she is good, right, she is good, right, she won that, um, yeah, she won that season, right, beat Miss Christina Marks in the final, no, she beat Rachel Ultravich, um, no, she did beat Christina Marks, ugh, yeah, she beat Christina Marks in the final, um, yeah, I mean, she's good on the ground, but then again, so is Silver, right? And I don't know, she has looked a bit flat in some of her recent fights. You know, the Andrea Lee, the Maruja fight, yeah, she just looked flat. I'm going to say Silver is going to be able to, uh, yeah, I think Silver's going to be able to get it done, which... Takes us to the co-main event of the evening. And it's a light heavyweight clash. We've got Nikita Krolov against Magomed Akaleyev. And, um, yeah, Akaleyev, he's 14-1. and 14-1 on a five-fight win streak. And to be honest, when I first saw the, I forgot the name. I, I forgot the name. And I'm thinking, yeah, Krolo's probably gonna. And then once I remembered who the fuck this is, it's a bit like, oh. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Yo, is he's got those two wins over Ayan Kutalaba, remember? Like the first one was um yeah, when Herb Dean stopped it, but Kutalaba was playing Roper Dope. And then the second one, their rematch at UFC two fifty-four. Kaheeb Vigaichi He kind of showed that <laughs> Same same son Same same Still a first round knockout <laughs> You know what I mean Woo. He looks so Oh my gosh his hands are so fucking fast So fast Fast kicks Ugh, He's a problem You know um, A win over Dalashi um, Lubambula Kids in a Brewer um Marcin Prachinoi. Yeah, like he, he he's only got in the UFC that lost to Paul Craig. Right? That lost to Paul Craig when he was winning. He was dominating that fight. And then third round, four minutes fifty-nine. Just about to finish. And he gets caught with that triangle. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? But yeah, he's a problem. A ridiculous problem. Now, the minor, old Krolov, he's 27 and 7, coming off a win in his last fight, which was that really good victory over um, Johnny Walker. Like, he did look very good in that fight. You know? He, uh, yeah, in his second stint at the UFC, like, yeah, it's kind of been, um, yeah, win, loss, win, loss, win. You know, he, he, his debut was against Jan Blaugvich. He lost that. Um, beat Ovin St. Prue, lost to Glover Teixeira, and then beat Johnny Walker. You know? I, I, he's looking a lot better. He's looking a lot better. He he did look, you know, from that Texura fight to the Walker fight, there were marked improvements. There were definitely marked improvements. You know, he did a very good job. But he does get hit. Does get hit. And, um, you know... <laughs> People, Anchor Leo, his hands are so fucking fast. So I'm gonna, yeah, I feel Anchor Leo is gonna be able to um, get the win here. But I, man, I do like Krolov, so I would not be mad if he was able to pull it out. And he can. You know what I mean? He definitely can. But yeah, I, I, I think that um, Anchor Leo's hands, whew, way fast. So we now at the main event, right? We got Jazzinho Rosenstruck against Cyril Gann. And you do kind of feel that this does play into the heavyweight picture. You know, Biggie Boy, he is 11 and 1. Um, last fight, he beat Junior Dos Santos. Uh, so that was August last year, second round stoppage. But, um, yeah, Whew. a few months before in May, Francis Ungano, um, yeah, turned his lights out. <laughs> oh. 
heard his lights out, man. And listen, like he's been knocking people out since his debut. You know? Made his debut in February um twenty nineteen. And you know, Junior Albini, Alan Crowder, Andre Alexi. Um but I feel in the Alistair Overeem fight, we saw how you can beat Rosenstruck. You know? Overeem was winning that fight. Right? And it was just that bullshit at the end. You know, so mm, yes. And then, you know, power, power is power. Francis will knock anyone out, right? We haven't seen Rosenstruck go, uh, you know, like, he went, you know, all five rounds, essentially, with Overeem. But he did look tired in that, he really did look tired and laboured late on, you know? So, yeah, he in his MMA fights, he, he's, he's always been quick. Always been quick. He's gone the distance more in his kickboxing fights, but you kind of feel with those, you know, because they're shorter. You know, they're a lot. Um, they're a lot shorter. So uh, yes, he's fighting Cyril Gan. You know, Bongami, who is seven and zero, seven and zero. Um, yeah, just been um. Yeah, kicking ass, right? And I think the big thing with Gunn is he's got knockout and he's got submissions. You know, like when he fighting Dontel Mays, he was winning, right? He was winning on the feet, had him on the fence, and you're thinking, oh, he's going to knock him out. And he just drops and gets the heel hook. You know, like, yeah, Cyril Gunn is. He's an interesting motherfucker, man. He really is. Right? Um, his last win was a decision over Tanner Boza, where he he looked in control all fight. And I think that was a, a definitely good one. You know, because it gave him the full rounds. You know? Gave him the full rounds. And that was... Um, no, his last win was against Junior Del Santos, actually. Yeah, what am I looking at? Yeah, they fought, both fought, last fought the same person. So that was um, December last year, you know? Um, and, yeah, I, I think that Gunn, you know, he's got a... I think he's got a reach advantage, yeah? He's... Um, 83 inch reach Yeah he has got a 5 inch reach advantage Here Which I mean They're the same both the same height Right but yeah that reach advantage Now as I said look Overing gave a He gave a good blueprint Because Overing did hit and move Hit and move And we see that Gunn Has got good movement Right, it's got a good jab, you know. So I think that Gang gets to win. Now Rosenstruck does have more fights, you know. What I mean, he's got that bigger experience, but yeah, I think Gang he's got good movement. He's got really good kicks, 
really good kicks, and I do believe he's got a kick back, you know, a kick backing, a kick boxing background. So with those really good kicks, you know, that great jab, and his jujitsu, he's got more tools. He's got to- more tools and routes to victory than Rosenstruck. So yeah, I'm gonna say the gun gets it done and then makes this whole heavyweight picture even more complicated. You know what I mean? If he wins, you've then potentially got him, Derek Lewis, who could both fight for the belt. But yeah, we we Right as of right now, it is thought that it's John Jones against the winner of, you know, Francis and Stipe. Right, so yeah, it, it just creates a problem unless you have Gunn. Well, if Gunn wins, let's say, fight um, Derek Lewis. You know, I mean that's what you could do. The winner of this fight fights Lewis, and then the winner of that fights the winner of, you know. John Jones and the winner of Stipe, um, Francis, you know what I mean, could be, that that could be a way around it, but, yeah, I'm gonna say that Cyril Gunn gets this done, oh, another great fight card that I cannot wait to see people, so, um, yeah, let's see what happens. Okay, people, so we have come to a close on another episode, and as we do, we are gonna take a look and see what's happening with all the fights and all of that. Alright, so um Marcelio Arojo, right? He was meant to fight on this card at the weekend, but as you can surmise, <laughs> you know, we didn't we didn't break his fight down because um yeah, no one could be found, right? So he will be making his UFC debut at another point. Right? So um this is um yeah, this is a good one, right? So uh Gillian Robertson and Miranda Maverick were meant to um square off the other week. But unfortunately Robertson um she had COVID, so it it got nixed. But it's all good because this fight has been rebooked and um you know what it's it's probably a better deal right because now they will be spurring off on march the 27th ufc 260 yeah now that's gonna be fun right uh so a couple of weeks later on the 10th of april Dayong Jong will be fighting Shamil Gamazotov, right? Then um, a couple of weeks after that, on the 24th of April, at UFC 261. So this fight had been rumored. We had suspected it, but now it is official. Jessica Andrade will be in another title fight. Another weight class So she is going up Against flyweight champion Penennial badass Valentina Shubchenko The bullet So uh, yeah 
Will Andrade be able to stop this runaway train? Who the hell knows? But we can find out on the 24th, baby. Right, then, a week after that, on the 1st of May, Sean Strickland will be fighting Christoph Adjoko. That's a good fight. The week after that, on the 8th of May, Morris Green will be going up against Marcus Rogerio de Lima. Kind of feel that this fight is a uh, bit of a do or die. Both of them really need to win. So uh, that's going to make it crazy interesting. And then on the 22nd of May, right? Daniel Wolf, who um, got a contract in the last season of the Contender Series, she's got a really tough debut, right? She's going to be fighting Felicia Spencer. Oi. I mean, that is tough. But I can envision that Wolf really didn't. Yeah, I mean, she couldn't have thought that there were going to be any easy outs. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to show us something. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, how um, Spencer responds from her, um, you know, her bout with Amanda Nunes. So, people, that is it. We will be back on Friday to uh, look at all the news and crazy shit. Happening in the world of MMA So until then people Take it easy And peace